This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. It's Out Front with AJ and Nick here on the Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. You can email us on Gmail, Network at gmail.com. You may have noticed no music today, no sense of celebration today. This is November 9th, 2016. It is the day after the presidential election between Hillary Rodham Clinton and Donald Thaddeus Trump. And AJ, the impossible has happened. The nightmare scenario has presented itself for all of us who fought so very hard and made every argument that we could about how Donald Trump should not be president. And as you have said many times, it was rural versus city and uh, rural won. And Donald J. Trump will now be the next president of these United States. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Signary joining me over the interwebs and Skype. AJ, say hi to the people. Hey, y'all. He went rural. Um, so I think we should start off with this, AJ. How you feeling right now? Um, if you would have asked me around 5 a.m., yeah. it would have been, been a very somber AJ. Um, I, I'm better than I was earlier today. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of, um, not just shock and awe, but just trying to really um, wrap my head around. I'm like, okay, this happened. Now what's the worst case scenario from here? Well, it's funny that you say that, AJ, because I have an interesting perspective on the worst case scenario. And I think I t- before we went on the air, folks, I told AJ that I was just kind of kind of go off for a minute. Today's show going to be a little bit shorter than normal because, to be perfectly frank, uh, my heart's not in it. And uh, I'm about to explain why. Normally, this is where I would do the bit where we bust out the soapbox and I slam something down on the table, theater of the mind and all of that, but I'm not going to do that today. I don't uh, feel like doing any gimmicks. I don't feel like doing morning radio. I don't feel like being funny. I don't feel like talking about Star Wars. I don't feel like making veiled references to the Cubs or to the uh, White Sox or talking about the WWE and some reference to professional wrestling uh, and politics. I don't want to do any of that today. I'm just going to simply say this. If you voted for Donald J. Trump, fuck you. And uh, people may not like that. There's a lot of things going on from people who voted for him or people who supported him saying, you know, it's not right to hold people uh, and and to defriend people because of this. Bullshit. It absolutely is a reason in my world. Uh, I had to leave work early today because I was picking fights with people about this. Uh, There are those who would say that that's wrong. I would say that there has never been a better time to fight, and there is no better example of that than my co-host, AJ Signeri, whose first message of the day was quite simply, if you feel bad about this, Get involved, and I can help you, and you deserve credit for that, buddy. You're much more hopeful than I. Uh, I reached out, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, to the actual Democratic Party, some people that I know in it, and uh, am honestly looking to try to talk to some of those people about how what we can do in the next couple of years to fight against this, and uh, all of that was a setup for me to simply get into this moment. I don't know what the fuck happened last night. I don't really give a shit. We are now in a two-year street fight for the soul of the United States of America. And if you don't believe me, look out your goddamn window at the fact that Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States of America. There are a lot of people who I think voted for him who thought they were doing it funny, who thought it was cute to vote for him. I think this is very similar to the Brexit vote where the people who voted for him didn't exactly know what they were getting into and didn't think that he would actually win. I don't think Donald Trump thought he'd actually win. We are now all stuck in this weird cycle where nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen next. And uh, I have lost what little faith I had left in humanity right now. Uh, I'm hoping that that gets better. 
I am incredibly depressed. Uh, and it's not, honestly, folks, it's not because I don't like Trump. I actually don't really care that much about Trump. I uh, think that he is a buffoon. But I don't really think that he himself is the problem that happened last night. The biggest issue is uh, on January 20th, and as soon as Congress comes into session, we will have a Republican House, a Republican Senate, a Republican president who will name probably at least one to two Supreme Court justices during his first term and hopefully only term. And that's no joke. Uh, we currently have a 4-4 four to four split Supreme Court. Two justices will swing it back over to a 6-4, uh, or I'm sorry, a 6-3 majority in favor of uh, conservative values. So you can say goodbye to any challenge uh, that will take place of Roe v. Wade, barring a miracle or judicial uh, prudence, which I don't expect with who will be named. You can expect campaign finance reform to not be addressed for at least four years. You can expect climate change for no action to be taken of any serious note. Uh, it is entirely possible that the United States will back out of the Paris Agreement. It is entirely possible that the United States uh, will go into an economic trade war with China based on Donald Trump's proposed trade policies. The, uh, everything. Everything that you think that you know just got upended last night. And here's where it really comes into for me. And if you voted for Donald Trump yesterday, I truly believe, and I am not exaggerating, that you voted to accelerate the end of the world. That your selfishness and your fear and your racism and your sexism, your desire for your side to be right that you would sacrifice the greater good to elect a demagogue you are responsible for the speeding up of the end of the world and that is not hyperbole that is not me exaggerating uh, if anyone has taken the time to spend any interest looking into climate change you have elected a party to control that doesn't believe that climate change is real, doesn't believe that the severe weather patterns that we've seen over the last 15 years of our lives are not re the result of man-made climate change. This is a group of people who half of whom believe the earth is 5,000 years old and that the Flintstones was a goddamn documentary. This is what has happened. We have, we have sacrificed rationality and civility for stupidity and fear. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, is now the way that the world is. A man who is a celebrity, and that's all he is, got elected president of the United States because we decided that politics should be a reality TV show. We are all guilty in this. I am not saying that we are all innocent. Uh, th there, is, there is a lot of blame to go around on this, but a lot of it lies, in my opinion, on the shoulders of those who were duped in my opinion, by Donald Trump into voting for stuff that they either A, didn't understand, or B, did not realize that he does not give a shit about you at all. And if you need proof of that, look at his record. If you think that he's a good businessman, again, look at his record. And if you can look at that record and think that he's a good businessman, you're an idiot. That, that's that simple. People who voted for Donald Trump are either racist, sexist, or stupid. That's who voted for Donald Trump. And I don't give a fuck what your argument is against that. You want to talk to me about policy? I know about policy. I will argue policy until I'm blue in the face. But policy isn't what happened in this election. Nobody picked an issue on this that they really stood behind because, oh, Donald Trump is on the right side of this. What you said is, I hate Hillary Clinton so much that I will vote in Donald Trump. You're idiots, all of you, and I don't want to live in a country with you. 
If I had the economic means to get up and go, I would get up and go. I really think that I would. The, today is not the day for me to sit here and argue about fighting the good fight. We fought the good fight for 18 months, and we lost. And yeah, it's always about, you know, why do we fall, Master Bruce? So we can learn to get up. And that is, there is some truth to that, but I am very disheartened today. Uh, I, I did not realize that there were that many people out there who just don't like black people. And that's what it feels like to me. And there is a large group of people out there who seem to think that welfare is the privilege of African Americans to use to steal money from whites, who believe that gays are less than human, who believe that abortion is the right of the government to decide who and who can do that, that Christian fundamentalism is an important part of American culture when it is in the Constitution that it is not. You voted against the United States of America. You voted against the future of humanity when you voted and elected Donald Trump. That is the election that took place last night. Uh, I am literally sitting here today, and the minute this show's over, I, like I said, we're doing a short one today. The minute this show's over, I'm shutting it down, and I'm literally going to watch wrestling uh, probably for the next week because it is the most mindless form of entertainment that I can find that has no bearing on politics. I, I swear to God, AJ, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm not. I know that this feeling will pass. I know that I'll be back you know, in a couple days and ready to you know, help fight this fight. But it's going to be a long two years to the midterm elections, and there's no guarantee that the Democrats can win back the Senate or the House. And they need to win back one. Uh, this is going to be a very, very strange 18 months going forward from January till the next election. Uh, that's People, you got to understand, if, if you think this is bad, if you think this is bad, I'm telling you right now, you haven't seen bad. Rant over. You people are stupid. AJ, I guess the only thing I just need to say is that, um, you know, <laughs> for those who, you know, wish it were flying the wall right now, um, I'm just getting messages and messages from people. I'm getting text messages from people. People are, are messaging me on Facebook. I'm getting phone calls because they don't know what to do. They, they have no idea how to navigate in this um, new era that we're in right now. And it really is a new era in politics as well as, you know, for policy. Because if you look at, you know, the various um, moments in political history, you know, Reagan was a, a moment in history. Um, George W. Bush was a moment in history. Um, you know, and, and obviously Obama was a moment in history. If you look at these moments, um, there's we start to see division in those moments and everything. Reagan, there was a div huge division during Reagan. Um, there was also a huge division with Bush for various reasons. There's divisions when um, Obama got elected in 08 and everything. Um, so, I mean, this is no different, but the real difference is this. And as I told Nick and as I told other people, um, leading up to this election, um, you really need to be paying attention to the rural areas because if the primaries were any indicator of what happened, of what how Trump got votes and how Ted Cruz got votes, particularly Ted Cruz, um, you're going to get what we had yesterday. Um, if you look at like Wisconsin, it looks the, exactly the same when S Scott Walker ran 
for governor in, during his recall campaign as well. Um, Michigan was almost exactly like the primary when it was down to Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and everything. Illinois, all those cruiser votes went over to Trump and everything. Um, and I'm talking about just the Midwest. There's other places in the country that showed similar things as well. But I mean, look at the numbers yeah. of of these yeah. of this election. I mean, you have you know males you know voted for Trump. Um, white males, uh, older males by older forty five and over voted for him. Um, 67% who are white without a college degree, and I can't emphasize this enough, white without a college degree. Unfortunately, these are people in the South, in the Rust Belt, in the Western um, Mountains, in the United States. These are people who couldn't afford to get a college education or even a technical degree, um, and these are the people who voted. Now, it may sound elitist when I'm, what I'm about to say, but you need a college degree. If there are, there are studies have shown that if you have a college degree or at least you know actively be engaged in education or attain some sort of knowledge, that you know you can kind of rationalize certain things. This was one of them, you know. Uh, so whites without a college degree was sixty seven percent. And that's something that really needs to be taken part of. 62% were s rural or small city. Um, I would even throw in their villages or unincorporated areas um, voted largely for Trump and everything. Um, and the white, and white evangelical born-again Christians was 81%. Yeah. So, I mean, these numbers, I mean... If you want to really see what the tea leaves are reading, this is the tea leaves right now. So four years, we're going to see a lot of backwards policy. We're going to see um, a kind of Congress and a kind of Supreme Court and a kind of White House that we're not – we haven't seen before. And by that, I mean we knew, you know, in retrospect, you know, what Bush was about, what Reagan was about, what – Bush, the first Bush was about. Um, those are different compared to this one, because again, this is not your mom and dad's or your grandparents' Republican Party anymore. The house is broken. The Republican Party house is broken, and Scott Walker, Trump, and Cruz, and Christie, and Pence, and Snyder are all building a new house, and that's the house. That you need to be worried about because we're really going to see some scary things now. Is it going to be like you know Nixon all over again, Reagan all over again, possibly? But again, you know we, you know someone said today, you know just you know how about wait a year and see what happens? Maybe it may pan out. I'm not going to wait and see how it pans out. You know, I've seen this song before. I've seen this movie before, and you know, it's, it's kind of the same format, maybe with different characters and a slightly different storyline. But it's the same movie. Do you mind if I run through the high points of the movie real quick? Sure. Here are the high points of the movie, ladies and gentlemen. 
Within his first 18 months of office, Donald Trump will approve and it will be ratified by the Congress and the Senate of a massive tax cut uh, for the upper percentage of people with incomes, tax benefits for corporations which already receive massive tax benefits, uh, which will further hurt the economy. You will probably see tax cuts, but no really cut in spending. You will see the most likely repeal of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare as it's known. Meaning that people who previously had health insurance and were able to get it without, despite having pre-existing conditions, will lose that ability unless there is some major movement to stop that. Um, essentially, AJ, here's what I think that the movie looks like. The movie looks like we're going to unwind the clock roughly eight years, go back to the, what it was like at the end of the Bush presidency, and we will probably be looking at economic repercussions for generations to come. And then there's the issue that matters most to me uh, in this election, and we didn't talk about it enough, maybe, um, because we were all so focused on, on the blowhard, and I do believe that that was the great weakness of the Democratic Party this re election. Uh, Donald Trump attracted us all to him like lights attract bugs, and we just kept staring at it and kept going, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way, and we didn't offer any arguments as to why it shouldn't be. We just kept saying, clearly this guy's an idiot, and... That wasn't enough. We didn't make the argument that we needed to make. We didn't fight on the issue that matters most, not just to the United States, not matters most to Democrats. It doesn't matter most to Republicans. It should matter most to every citizen, every person on the planet Earth, and that is man-made climate change. And there were regulations that had started. There were meetings that had taken place, um, discussions that had been had, realistic facts accepted by a Democratic administration. A man has just been elected who believes that it is a hoax, or at least claims to believe it's a hoax. This is terrifying uh, for those of you who don't know a lot about climate change and i really don't feel like spending the rest of the show being all doom and gloom about this um aj you know this as well as i do man uh, about two years ago we had our show on the old radio station i remember the day it happened i came in and talked to you about it we went over the carbon uh sustainability number meaning that carbon monoxide is now self-sustaining on the planet earth okay it cannot just be stopped by us using fuel-efficient cars and better light bulbs. We now need to clean the air. We need new forms of technology. And all of these things could have done to give America a new manufacturing golden age. Uh, instead, we voted against that. And you are looking at a service-based economy that is going to be screaming for manufacturing jobs that do not exist in this country. And even if they did, they would be so deregulated they would destroy local, eco local ecosystems. You think Flint, Michigan was bad? Enjoy what's about to happen to infrastructure across this country. That's the movie uh, and its shitty trilogy. So, Mazel tov, ladies and gentlemen. We're all going down. I, I, I don't mean to sound this bad, AJ. I really don't. But you at least did a firebrand, talked to some people. I've been existing in my own wallowing world. I'm drinking my first cup of coffee for the day, which will also be my last. I'm going to turn on Grand Theft Auto, and I'm going to go for headshots all day long. I'm literally going to shoot things in the head because I don't know how else to deal with emotion. How you doing? No, fair, no, fair enough. I, you know, but I, you know, I wish I was a little bit more optimistic on what's going to happen and everything. I guess the only thing I'm hopeful for is that you know the people who I've been talking to today um, have said nothing but you know what can I do, um, what needs to happen, and started you know plugging some people to different organizations and showing them the work that is doing. It's like, you know, go here, go here. Um, I mean, so that's going on right now. Um, yeah, that is the one thing I hope to take from this whole election. I really do. I hope that people wake up 
to that idea of, all right, the time of being lazy and just uh, Facebook activism is over, um, and we really need to do some shit. I, I really hope that that's what happens, but I don't know. I really don't. I mean, again, I mean, some people are doing this like in reaction to what's going on today and everything. Now, if it's going to subside, it probably will. But I mean, at least people are now being engaged. I didn't see this when you know Bush got reelected. Um, you know, and I really didn't see this when uh, Obama got reelected. You know, after um, you know, with Occupy and stuff like that. But um, you know, you mentioned about you know the last eighteen months trying to. Um, not have Trump to be in office and everything and, you know, be Hillary as, you know, the tolerant um, president-elect and everything. I think Van Jones um, said it best, and, you know, I, I, I didn't really thought of, think about this until he actually said it, which is, you know, this whole election is pretty much based on this white lash reaction that because there's been a lot of people ever since Obama got f- elected the first time around, that there's a lot of people who felt that a person like Obama, and by that I mean black, um, by that I mean have certain um, progressive ideals, um, the Affordable Care Act, they just didn't like it. So there's now this outlash and people are coming out and saying, you know, we need someone who's, who's not him. Um, and certainly not a woman. <clears throat> so this is the person that they'd chosen. Um, they could have chosen Ted Cruz to, you know, um, fulfill their needs and everything. Um, they could have, you know, gotten behind Mike Pence the first time around, but they didn't. They got behind this guy. So it's really not only, you know, Clinton's shortcomings in a lot of ways, but it's also this backlash, this white lash of people not liking Obama. And because of that, you know, we're going to see this person who is going to, you know, uh, the last two months I've heard that Obama has really widened the racial gap um, and created more racism in the United States. Um, Obviously, I beg to differ on that. I mean, yeah, you know, could, how he, he, could he have done better? Sure, but there's, there's there's nothing more than driving the racial wedge than having someone like Trump, who really didn't denounce David Duke, nor did he, you know, say anything when David Duke just said recently that you know support, you know, congratulating him and. It's people like Trump who needs to get our people back into power. I, uh, yeah, the David Duke thing. Like, I mean, we can go into the minutia of everything that happened that should have disqualified him as president. Apparently, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel, but you mentioned the George W. Bush thing. This is so, maybe it's because I'm older and I'm not in my early 20s anymore and it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like there's all the time in the world. When Bush got elected, it felt like they had all the time in the world and that we could fight back. And then when Kerry lost, I was disheartened, but I understood that it's always hard to knock out an incumbent. Then we got Barack Obama, who honestly, in, in many ways, is a disappointing president, at least for what he managed to accomplish. And 
literally at this point, I, I just I don't know what to say, what to do. Um, I know you said you got people who are calling you to get involved, and I think that that's the right reaction. I hope that they're still feeling like that in a month, in two, in five, and in, in a year. Uh, this is going to matter. You are, as I said at the beginning, this is now a battle, a street fight for the soul of the United States of America and what kind of America you think we are. Are we really a xenophobic, hate-filled nation that acts out of fear, or are we the compassionate country that does what it can to make things better? And I like to believe that we're the latter. Last night tends to lean towards the former, and that is why I'm afraid. Well, I mean, what's really encouraging is that, you know, there's um, a high school in Berkeley, California. Students are walking out of high school right now in protesting Trump. There are students at the University of Texas at Austin who are, you know, walking out of campus and protesting right now. I just got something just five minutes ago. Um, Venice High, which I'm assuming is Venice High School in um California right now, um, they're doing a rally um, against Trump right now. So, I mean, if anything is kind of hopeful is that there's a, a youth who feel that, you know, their voice wasn't heard. And so they're going to um, do what they can to do all this right now. Um, I know some people are trying to organize some stuff down in Springfield, Illinois. Some people are trying to gather around the Mississippi River to do some sort of rally and everything. I mean, I mean, people want to come out. And rightfully so, they want to start um, organizing and voicing their concerns and everything. But and and, and I just want to share this with you. So, a couple of the uh, text messages that I've received. And I'm not going to mention their names. Um, one of which was a uh, the uh, one thing I will say that they're a local radio personality, and this is what they said. They said, you know, remember when you said that racism is the worst than I thought? And I said, I can't imagine people this day and age still being racist. You were right. This election confirms that racism still exists and is very rampant here in America. And another person who um, is a, a religious leader, um, you know, we've been texting earlier this morning and everything. And the thing that we've, you know, said is that. You know, we, today we just need to come together. Um, sure, we may have different um, tactics and approaches um, on how to achieve a goal and everything, whether you're liberal or progressive or a radical, um, but we, we just need to really come together and everything. And I know, you know, you did the appropriate thing for yourself, Nick, by reaching out to your local Democratic Party office and everything. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to do that and trying to find like the candidate or candidates to get them in office and what have you. But having said that, you know, I'm still going to reach out to people who want to make change and, you know, lay out on the table, like, oh, here's my agenda. What's your agenda? Is there something that overlaps one another? And if so, let's, let's focus on that. Yeah. And then we can actually move forward from there. I mean, sure, like I said, I'm not going to look for the candidate. I'm not going to be the candidate. I'm not going to look for a slate of candidates because, honestly, if that were the case, Bernie Sanders should have been the front runner. Um, uh, Russ Feingold should have won last night. Um, Evan Bayh from Indiana should have won last night. Elizabeth Warren. Um, Elizabeth Warren should have won. Should have been the um, candidate. Look, we can sit here and we can break all this down and we can talk about volunteering and we can talk about 
everything that needs to happen from this point on. But right here, right now, in this moment, I just feel like shit. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know what else to say, honestly, dude. I really don't. Like, I can, yeah, we can sit here and we can do our normal show and we can act like everything's going to be fine and we can, you know, I hear all these media people, well, you know, the things will carry on and everything will be better. And I simply want to look at everybody and go, horse shit. I don't think people, I really don't think people understand how bad some of this stuff truly is. And you made an interesting point. You said we all have the same goals but different how to get there. I don't think that that's the case. I think we have different goals. I really do. And I think that is the fundamental problem in America more than even the racism, the sexism, and all the other bullshit is what some people want is not what other people want. I don't know what the conservative wants. I don't even really know what liberals want anymore. I don't even know what the goal is. At least when we were growing up, you know, the goal was defeat the Russians. That made sense. Get to the moon. That made sense. We had benchmarks. We had something to strive for. You know what we are right now as a country? We're season three of Lost. That's literally what we are. We have no end date in sight. We don't know what to do next. We don't know where we're going. And there's no clear objective. And because of that, this is what I think happens. Is that without a clear agenda, without a clear purpose in the world, we flounder and we seek purpose and we seek need or something and if we don't have a common goal then we don't have anything and i truly believe that uh for the longest time i convinced myself that surely while no one really loves star trek like i do at least not as many as not that many that we can all be in agreement that that should be the goal of mankind and apparently we can't even agree on that like talking to people about humanity a hundred years out they have no answer for what they think i asked every trump supporter i met today which there were three Draw me a picture of where you want to see America in five years. And literally, I think every single one of them answered, I just want to be happy and comfortable. If you just want to be happy and comfortable, then yeah, vote for, vote for, vote for Republicans. If you're white and straight, you're probably going to be fine. Um, if you're not those things, or if you care about the people who aren't those things, this, this, is, this is bad. And uh, I will, I, I, is there anything else you want to say, AJ, before we go? Because I want to end the show on something very specific. I mean, all I, all I really want to say is that, you know, you have every right to, you know, you have a very genuine concern, and what you just mentioned is absolutely correct, that, you know, people don't know what they want and everything, and that's, and that's very, very true, and I guess the only thing I just want to say is that, yeah, not a lot of us are on the same page, and there's a lot of different things that are happening on the left, at least, and everything. Um, but in order for this, just like I said, we just need to come together and there are people who are coming together. You know, the phone calls are being made. People are talking right now. Um, it's just that for those who don't want to listen or do not want to participate, but feel that they are doing something because they're just doing talking, they need to step aside because they're not going to do anything in order to um, stop the public policies that the Congress, the Trump White House, and the Supreme Court will be doing in the next four years. All right, two things before we end the show, folks, and that's a good point that AJ just made. I want to get to this. The last two things I'm going to say today, and we're going to end the show, and we'll be back next week with what we normally do. So here it is. Um, it's quite simply this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number one... <laughs> How to put this the right way? 
No, number one is this is this is a hard loss if you're a liberal, if you're a progressive, whatever the stupid term you want to use is. It's a hard loss if you're somebody like my roommate who actually just bumped into my or popped into my room, who truly believed. And I honestly, he made me feel better about it yesterday. He just thought it wasn't going to be a race. He voted, but he just he was just telling me he goes, "You're you're part of the media. You're blowing this thing up. It's not going to be a race." And I really thought maybe that was what was happening. What we learned, ladies and gentlemen, is that the media doesn't know a goddamn thing, that people don't answer the phone when they're being polled. And I want to end with this. I spent election night with two women who are very important to me. One is my friend Laura, and the other is Lauren, who has been on the show before. Uh, Lauren, if you listen to us on the old radio station, or she's been on one episode of the podcast talking about Star Wars um, when we were at the movie theater, she talks a lot, and it's one of the reasons I love her. And she was, she didn't say a word all night. She just sat on the couch and I watched her face slowly break um, and, and her heart break. And it's because she's a liberal woman who believes that her rights are about to be curtailed. But I also want to talk to you about my friend, Laura, who bawled, AJ, she bawled for hours, like for hours. She just, there were tears just coming out of her eyes the whole time because um, she's a strong chick and she's been through some shit and i think she took it as a lot of the strides that she took for granted about being a woman in the united states of america were destroyed last night um and i and i really do think that we need to focus on the fact that we elected a man who said that he's famous enough that he can just grab women by the pussy and he might not have meant it it might have been him trying to seem cool but he said it and we talked about that. We talked about everything. It doesn't matter. This man is not president of the United States, or he will be on, on January 20th. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, actually, before we get out of here, you're going to hear a lot of talk about people going, well, maybe we can impeach him. Maybe he'll be assassinated. And I don't think that you should ever advocate for that, but sure, let's play that out for a second, ladies and gentlemen, because the one scenario worse, honest to God, honest to God, the one scenario worse than Donald Trump as president is Mike Pence as president. So keep that in mind. Uh, AJ, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. This has been Out Front with AJ and Nick. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Chi-Town Podcast One. And you can email us on Gmail. Let us know how you're feeling. If you want to talk, maybe AJ and I will walk you through uh, some of this stuff, to, uh, some of your feelings. Tomorrow we're going to post an episode of AJ's Firebrand. It'll be the first one he's done in a while talking about this. Uh, I'm probably going to go radio silent for a few days, uh, at least through the weekend, and maybe come back Monday with some more, depending on how I feel. Uh, in the meantime, do what you got to do if you're listening to this show chances are you're feeling like we are i got a bottle of bourbon sitting on my desk uh i'm gonna pour myself a couple shots i'm gonna play grand theft auto and i'm gonna shoot people in the face preferably ones that look like donald trump this has been out front with aj and nick we out you have been listening to the chicago podcast network